In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. This man was walking down the road and he came upon Christ and he kneels before him and he asks him a fairly simple question. What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? After this brief exchange with this man, Jesus looks at him with love in his eyes and he tells him, one thing you lack, go Your way, sell whatever you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come take up your cross and follow me. Christ was telling him that day to quit trusting in those things that remain impossible with man. But he was sad at the word and we're told that he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions and he was attached to those possessions. Jesus then, he looked around the crowd and he said, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, riches cannot buy you and your way into heaven. So quit trusting in those things that are impossible with man. But the disciples were told, were astonished at his words. And Jesus answered again and said, he doubled down and he said, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, trusting in your own hard work, trusting in your status cannot get you eternal life. So he's telling them, quit trusting in those things that are impossible with man. The disciples, we read, they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, well, who then can be saved? Because in their minds, they had a formula, they had a template for how one would be saved. If you were successful, that meant God was blessing you. If God was blessing you, then you should be saved. See, some of the disciples didn't get it because human nature also tells us trust in ourselves. Trust in what is possible with man, what is possible by man. But the man who asked Jesus the question understood Christ perfectly well. And as a result, he went away sad because he always trusted in those things that were only possible by the will of man. In fact, the idea of really trusting another person, even trusting God, seemed impossible for this specific man. Just like with the first century, we may approach God asking him and thinking about the question, what do we need to do to inherit eternal life? It's something of such great value that hopefully we spend some time pondering our own eternal life. We would do, we think sometimes, whatever it takes to be saved. But Jesus tells us also, quit trusting in what is possible, what is impossible with man. He tells us that a camel cannot enter the city gate, which was called the eye of the needle, without first emptying everything off of its back to go through. The, the gate. And so what a silly idea it would be for us to think that because of or with our riches, 
our status, our accomplishments, that that's the reason why we are going to enter the kingdom of God. We have to quit trusting in what is impossible with man. But anyone with possessions, anyone with success, has a natural tendency to think that they can earn their way to reaching whatever the goal is that they want, and to, they think that they can trust in continuing to earn their way into the good graces of others. And so it's hard sometimes for us to set aside this drive to do it ourselves and think that we are going to earn it ourselves, we are going to do it ourselves. And so setting aside the drive to earn it gets in the way of approaching God and receiving that free gift of God's grace. Very wealthy people, sometimes powerful Super successful folks find it difficult sometimes to really throw themselves on the mercy of another. And how challenging it is even for those who have great possessions to throw themselves on the mercy of God. The same is true for those who trust in other types of riches. Some who are intellectually outstanding or brilliant people those who are rich in artistic or athletic achievements, those who are successful at their various trades, oftentimes find it difficult to trust in another. But there is one more source of riches that many people really struggle with. I was speaking with a friend about a week and a half ago from out of town. And he hit it on the button. He said many Coptic people that he knows living in New Jersey, he said that the, the, the Coptic church in New Jersey, they love the church so much. They're so committed to the church. He said there's just one problem. Many of them are more committed to the church than they are to Christ. They would do anything for the church. They would do anything to serve the church. But they struggle with the idea of forsaking all to walk with Jesus each and every day. And I think the struggle there is that sometimes we may fall into such a thing, that we love the church so much, and sometimes even more than we love Christ and are committed to Him. Maybe the issue is that some folks are really committed to doing religious things, because those are things that they can control and that they can trust in and learn to continue trusting in what they do. Continue trusting in their own methodology of reaching eternal life. So some folks may be so religious that they trust in those riches to enter the kingdom of God. But Jesus looked at the disciples and he told them, that they needed to surrender to what is possible with God, rather than trusting in those things that are and will remain impossible with man. He said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. In other words, salvation is only possible with God. Through the incarnation, heaven and earth were reconciled. 
St. Cyril of Alexandria, he tells us that only in Christ could God and humanity be reconciled. We've got to surrender to what is possible with God. Only Jesus could conquer death and the grave. And only Jesus could give life to those who were in the tombs. Only God could open the eyes of the blind man. And so rather than trusting in ourselves what's impossible with man, he's telling us that we've got to surrender to what is possible with God. Jesus is making sure that this man knows that no matter how much he trusts in himself for salvation, he will always come up short. He's not doing that to try to make the guy feel bad, but to help him understand that there's only one source and that we've got to surrender to what is possible with God. We're told in the passage that St. Peter began to say to Jesus, see, we've left everything and followed you. See, so Jesus answered and he says, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, sister or father or mother, wife, children or lands, for my sake in the Gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. In other words, the system that you think, the templates that you think are going to be flipped upside down. Now, we might hear this and think St. Peter was doing exactly the same thing that the man did at the beginning, saying, listen, we've left everything to follow you. We've trusted in ourselves. But the man came up to Jesus saying, what do I need to do? To inherit eternal life. Help me figure out a way that is not possible, not impossible with man. So I can do it myself. And I can continue to trust in myself. That I can continue to walk relying on myself, my strength, my wisdom, my will each and every day. St. Peter was saying, we quit trusting in ourselves. We quit trusting in what's impossible with man. And we've surrendered to what's possible with God. That is why we're following you. And as a result, we've left everything to follow you. We willingly trusted in you and we left it all because you are the source of life. We realized that the possibility of salvation is only with God. And so Jesus tells the disciples that they would receive many blessings for their willingness to trust in what is only possible with God. Last Sunday, we were in Trenton, and I met a homeless man by the name of Anthony. I asked him if he heard of the story of St. Anthony. Now, he had heard the story, and, um, or he had at least heard the, the, who St. Anthony was. He knew St. Anthony the Great. And I asked him, are you familiar with the entirety of his story. And he said, no, I've never heard about his story. He said, did you know that he was a monk in uh, the deserts of Egypt? He said, no, I had no idea. Tell me a story. So I began to share with him how St. Anthony was in church and he happened to hear the gospel that we just read this morning. And, um, 
how you needed to leave all, sell all, give it to the poor, and come follow, follow Jesus. And, um, and, and it didn't, like, leave, wasn't, didn't depart far from me that I was speaking to a homeless man, telling him that this very wealthy man by the name of Anthony, his parents left him all these possessions, and he decided to, rather than trust in those things, to sell them, give it to the poor, and go and live in a cave in the midst of the wilderness. And, uh, and he did it because he trusted in who God was. He wanted to commit himself to Jesus Christ. Now, the man looked me square in the face and he said, that makes perfect sense because we ain't going to take any of this stuff with us anyway. Even if you have all the stuff in the world, but you don't have Jesus, you're poorer than dirt. But if you don't have nothing, but you have Christ, you got everything. And that is the truth that sometimes we miss that we need to surrender to what is possible with God and accept that eternal life is a gift of grace from God and that that gift is greater than anything else that we may acquire in this world. We need to surrender to what is possible with God and finally realize that we actually are too busy not to pray. We need to surrender to what's possible with God and trust that God's timing and his plans and his purposes are better than ours. We need to trust in God and surrender to him and accept that the Eucharist is a gift which God gives us of his grace to transform us through our union with Jesus Christ. We need to surrender to what is possible with God and quit trying to manipulate God and others to our purposes and have open hands and only and simply cling to God himself. We need to surrender to what's possible with God and acknowledge that his blessings and his presence in our life is the true source of our joy and our gratitude. This morning, I ask you that you would do something that might seem like an impossibility for you. Surrender yourselves fully into the hands of God this morning. Quit trusting in those things that are impossible with men and learn to trust and surrender yourself to trusting those things that can only be possible with God, that he is present, that he is the source of joy, that he is the source of blessing, that he is the only way, the truth, and the life, that he is what we truly are in need of. Surrender yourself into the hands of God, confessing to him that you can do nothing to please him and that only he can do within you what's impossible by your own ability. Only he can do within you what's impossible with man. All glory be to God forever. Amen.